Hi everyone, my name is Aisa and welcome to part 2 of this special that seeks to showcase our amazing speaking club members Women with Words in conjunction with International Women's Day which is happening on Monday at 8 March. We hope to celebrate the voices and stories of Malaysian women and girls as well as empower those who relate to our stories to speak and share their opinions as well. If you didn't catch part 1 of this special on our ability and confidence to speak as well as express ourselves, stop. And please do so now because it's awesome. And for those of you who came from part one, welcome back. In this episode, we'll share some of the challenges faced by Malaysian women and what we can collectively do to help. Seek to speak. So to find out what are some of the challenges faced by our members, We decided to just ask them. And so first up, we have 12-year-old Kuljit who spoke about the challenges that she faced. Some of the challenges that I face as a woman living in Malaysia are stereotyping and quick assumptions. For the stereotyping part, I often notice that teachers always pick boys for representation in sports. For quick assumptions, on the other hand, I often notice that people think just because we are females, That means we have to be emotional. I find it really silly and just annoying when people say, What are you going to do now? Cry. We females are brave and strong. See us for what we truly are. It's sad to hear how some of these biases are already very apparent in social spaces, in school, and also to girls at a very, very young age because these kind of sentiments actually mold and shape the youth's future. And sometimes as a very young person, it's very confusing what is expected of us. And this is something that Sasha really explores. World expectations have great influence on our roles from the qualities and traits that we should possess to the flaws and defects that we may want to avoid. We should be skinny, yet curvy, intelligent, yet submissive, and beautiful, but not focusing on outer glamour, and strong, but not masculine. The harder we try to satisfy them, the faster we tire ourselves on the hamster wheel The ever-famous glass ceiling still impedes our growth and we end up feeling frustrated and critical. Yes, I totally agree with Sasha. Sometimes it's so confusing some of these expectations imposed on women. And that was a snippet from her speech in our first ever meeting in November 2020 when we talked about our expectations. And here are some of the different expectations shared by Alison. As a female living in Malaysia... Personally, I find that I'm brought up to think I should study, get a degree, a good paying job, get married, have kids, and take care of my husband and his family. And because of this upbringing, I had certain expectations on myself as to what I had to do with my personal and professional life. But alas, life rarely goes my way and I've hit a few walls. Thankfully, My family and friends are kind, loving, and understanding people that have helped me understand that these expectations I have on myself because of the culture that I'm living in is not true at all. I don't need that five-figure paying job. I don't need to get married and have kids. 
I don't need to be staying at home, cook for my husband, cleaning for my husband. I realize all I need is to be happy. 15-year-old Manu shared very different sentiments when she talked about how the world is not kind to women. She spoke about the difficulty of gaining independence as a woman in our meeting in December last year. That's when I realized that women and young girls are going through a lot. They are not given the freedom to live their lives and to be a woman and young uh, as if that it's a curse for them to born in this gender. And usually, if I was about to go for a jog, my grandmother would say, don't go alone. You know, there are some guys maybe who would have kidnapped. Maybe anything could happen to you, which really makes me upset. You know, like, is this world created just for the guys to like do whatever they want and not for us to live how we want to? It really breaks my heart um, to hear young people say this because... It seems like dangers are always looking around the corner for women. But even in our daily lives, when we're not looking out for people who may want to harm us, gender roles are so easily enforced by the people around us and by people that we actually really love and respect. Like, for example, when you're preparing for a celebration, it's pretty much going unsaid that men would usually just sit outside while the rest of us are doing preparations in and out of the kitchen like you could ask them for help in certain things but don't really expect them to uh, volunteer themselves unless unless they've been they've been trained really well <laughs> by their mothers and sisters that was alicia talking about the unsaid expectations that are set upon women and even when we're on stage or in the spotlight women also not just have all of these different expectations set upon us, but we also face a lot of body image issues. In a Malaysian study involving 2050 teenagers between the age of 11 to 15 on body image concerns, it was found that female teenagers actually had a significantly higher mean body dissatisfaction score than males. Rina Omar, a fitfluencer, eco-warrior and former TV personality, talked about her own challenges being in the media industry when we talked about body image in our last meeting in February. Um, not your typical TV face and it's fine. Nothing I can do about it, right? <laughs> and so back then before a lot of people wrote emails to us and yes, during the time, uh, the years that I've uh, been on TV, there were letters coming in saying, uh, mentioning things about my looks, talking about can you get these ugly people off TV? Uh, things that were quite hurtful. I've had stylists that will look at other hosts who look your typical way and then me and then look again, look again and they say, ah, at least you're not fat. And sometimes it's not just about our size or how pretty we look. Pratiba also talked about how the difference in how she looks affects how she is treated in her own country. I didn't grow up didn't study high school here and things like that. So there was a lot of like, oh, what's happening? Am I supposed to know these terms? And um, a lot of people ask me like where I'm from, you know, and because I had like incredibly curly hair and like I looked a little different, I dressed a little differently. So it was a bit um, off-putting at times. And at times living here, it didn't really feel like you were actually living here. Because you're like, you're Malaysian when people ask you where you're from. Um, there are times when I would 
say I'm from Brunei because I've really felt it that day, like the complete isolation, the um, you do not belong here, you cannot adapt here, which is kind of ridiculous because I can. But um, definitely there is a difference in the way I view things and this is how I view my friends view things. Coming to Malaysia as a um, Indian, Salonist, uh foreigner, some would say, is a bit difficult at times. Um, as I'm walking and exploring my country, which is supposedly my home, um, constant staring of foreigner, she's a foreigner, uh, or you can hear them talking in the shops and things like that, and you're just like, okay, I'm actually Malaysian, but I understand what you're saying, I can speak Malay too. I guess my story would be the story of trying to find my place in a country that is my home. Pratt's story just really makes me feel like we should be more mindful about what we do, how we treat others, and what we say to others. While words have the power to heal, they also have the power to harm. And sometimes we take for granted the hurtful effects or the lasting effect of a mean word or an unkind remark. So that's why every single time we start a meeting, We'd like to reiterate as well as reinforce some of the community values that we uphold in every meeting. And those values are engage, respect, and support. And the most important one is to support. We'll tell everybody that if you like a speech, be sure to say so in the chat box. And after the speech is done, be sure to unmute yourself and clap so that we know that we are listening or that you are listening to that person speaking. And support is so important because when somebody is giving a speech and when they're done and they look at all the comments and all the lovely things that have been said, it really reinforces this positive mindset that women can do it, that their voices are important, that their opinions have value, and it just validates everything that they have worked really, really hard for. And of course, it's not just about achieving your own personal goals, but when you are there, it's also important to think about the others, to put that letter down so that others can follow suit. Kamala Harris, the first female African-American and South Asian vice president of the United States, famously said that while she is the first, she'll make sure that she's not the last. And that's what we have to do. We've got to lift each other up as a community. However, due to scarcity of opportunities, women find themselves trying to outdo as well as compete with each other. Karishma from Soul Sisters explained why this happens in our third meeting on Reflections. And... Oftentimes, um, especially with women, uh, there are tendencies where we feel sometimes either competitive. It doesn't have to be just women, actually. But in this context, since um, we're in a women group, um, you know, there's a lot of competitiveness. Um, sometimes we also feel we're not good enough. There's a lot of um, areas there that I feel that uh, operate from a scarcity mindset. And I think that's why it becomes more important for us to actually lift each other up and help each other realize that your biggest competition is not 
anyone else, but it's yourself. In order to kickstart our next segment on a positive note, where we will then talk about our strengths and women and what we can do in order to improve our situation, I want to share with you what Balkis shared with us in one of our meetings. She actually couldn't make it to the meeting, but already prepared a speech. So she sent me the word copy of her speech, as well as an audio snippet that we played during the meeting with her words displayed on the screen. And it was so, so moving because it was so real and sincere that we felt her presence even though we couldn't see her and this is what she shared after almost a year i finally came back home i found out that my cacti which i believe were dying when i left them a year ago are now healthy and growing no one took care of them but they decided to emerge from the dark face on their own and then it got me thinking this year was a tough year but here i am Still standing, breathing, smiling, and fighting. I still have my family and good friends by my side. You know, sometimes when we think that the world is too harsh and we can't take it anymore, we tend to forget how strong and powerful we actually are. Despite all the breakdowns, suicidal thoughts, going in and out of hospital, here I am still standing strong. I love that sentiment so, so much. And it really reminds me of one of my all-time favorite quotes. And would you believe it? It is from Winnie the Pooh. And I tell my students all the time, so much so that they're sick of it. But I feel like it's so evergreen. So this is what was said. You are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. Oftentimes, we really underestimate our abilities, but it just takes a little bit of belief to realize that we are where we want to be and we can do a lot with what we have. So speaking about failures as well as not achieving the things that you set out to do, In our third meeting, themed 2020 Reflections, Mai gave a speech talking about not being so hard on yourself if you don't necessarily achieve all the things you wanted to achieve within a time frame. This was especially true for her since 2020 marked not just the end of the year, but the end of a decade. Here's a snippet from her speech entitled, 2020, the end of my 20s. I made a new checklist for my 20s. A lot more ambitious. Get married by 27 have kids at 30, be a successful lawyer, lose the weight, and maybe travel the world. So just two weeks ago, I turned 30. It's the end of 2020. I've ended my 20s. Update, I have no kids. (laughs) I am extremely single. Um, I have a failed business. The thought of dieting makes me wish I was already dead from obesity. Um, thankfully, I have been to about 15 countries before the age of Corona dropped by for a very prolonged visit. So I've only done one of those things and I'm not sure if I will ever get to do the others. And that is a very scary feeling, knowing how far I've strayed from the person I was hoping to be when I was 20. But in the midst of those difficulties, I found other loves. I found other purposes. I found my love for teaching. I found my love for the people that I do have around me and who are supporting me. I found a personal purpose in life, which is in the education of other people. And I found gratitude. The joy I feel when I see my students, whom I call my children, when they grow and accomplish things. The joy I feel 
for the privilege to love and be loved by my best friends who I think are some of the best people in the entire world. This eclipses anything from a crazy, stupid, ambitious checklist that we make for ourselves, for our future. And Mai is totally right. Sometimes it's also about being grateful for what we have and what we have achieved. I recently got myself a gratitude journal and honestly girls, it does really work. I mean, I was skeptical at first, but writing it down more frequently makes me really think about things that I take for granted, as well as how my life is super great. So when we asked some of our members to share what they were thankful for, this is what we got. Up first is Alison. I am grateful for my family and friends. They have been the rock and the light at the end of my tunnel. And I would not be where I am today if it was not for them. I am proud to be a loving and caring individual, and I could never thank my family enough for raising me this way. I'm proud for all the activities and events I helped to plan, and I am proud for deciding to further my studies so I can educate the young minds of tomorrow. One of the things that I'm grateful for in my life is having an awesome support system. This system consists of my parents, my sister, my cousins, and my friends. They have been there for me in the darkest and brightest of times. For that, I am extremely grateful. I am also very proud of myself for being able to represent my school in many different competitions and also being able to break the stereotype of girls can't do it. I'm very proud of myself for being able to do such a thing. That was Kuljit explaining her gratitude for her support system because having people that lift you up is so, so important. I am also very happy to hear her talk about her achievements with pride. Now here is Pratiba talking about how she values her diverse experience as well as academic milestone. I'm grateful for all my experiences. The fact that I got to live abroad for 17 years and get in meeting and have met and studied with um, people from different cultures, backgrounds, religion. So that's quite an interesting thing that I appreciate from my life. I appreciate my parents for giving me a life like that. I'm really proud of the fact that I finished my thesis and graduated my psychology degree during a global pandemic. It's something I'm very proud of because I, I thought I couldn't do it initially. <laughs> but um, I did it quite well. and um, it's, it's great. I'm proud of the steps that I'm taking right now to cement my future. The initiatives that I'm looking into, like starting fresh, I'm quite proud that I've changed my mindset towards um, changing my direction. Other than reminding ourselves about the awesome life that we have built for us, it's also good to always remember that we deserve everything that we have accomplished. Confidence or the lack of confidence, no matter what the theme is for our meetings, seem to be a recurring issue that often arise in our discussions. Even in female leadership, a KPMG study found that 75% of female executives across all industries have actually experienced imposter syndrome in their careers. So I think it's important to remind ourselves of our abilities. And in our sixth meeting on leadership, Fiza actually gave a speech about how to promote the leader in us. And this is a very simple yet super effective advice. We need to constantly remind ourselves that we are doing well at where we are. And 
having a list of achievement is actually a very good start. But be sure to have a little room underneath that list so that you can continuously add it from time to time. You will then see that you will you have actually accomplished a lot. And then you can ask yourself, what's next? Unfortunately, women often shy away from grabbing opportunities and from showing off their success. This is something that we also discuss quite heavily in part one of this special. That's why FISA advises us to write down all of our achievements because when we see it in black and white, it's actually a lot easier for us to remember that, hey, we are pretty awesome. And in this same spirit, I would like all of you to listen to the amazing things Sasha has achieved. I represented my primary school in oratory competitions, and I even joined private competitions. I won many, and my proudest moments were bagging state-level achievements and even second prize in a nationwide competition. I felt the world was my oyster. I enjoyed the compliments and praises because, deep down, I knew how hard I had worked and how much I had sacrificed. Constant training sessions with mom and teachers only motivated me to keep leveling up. Next, I came in second place in the district level in 2016 and 2018. I was third at state level for the highest award for schools and being awarded the Toko Nilam with the full-page article on me was really a dream come true. I am so, so grateful for how far I personally feel I've come. I feel so happy listening to Sasha because other people's successes should make us happy and we should give more spaces to women and girls to be proud of where they are and what they have worked so hard to achieve. And even if you don't achieve the milestones that you set out to do, be kind to yourself and learn to forgive yourself. In one of our meetings on the team of forgiveness, Sheng Yi from Reach Out to You, a youth mental health advocacy initiative, talks about the value of forgiveness and not just to others, but also to yourself. Actually, uh, I felt that it's very important to like, recognize that we are all just like human beings. We are like uh, prone to make uh, mistakes at a certain point and prone to make some like foolish, foolish decisions. We need to believe that people who did the mistakes, they actually have the capacity to learn and to grow from the mistakes they made. So, we have to believe that actually no one is perfect and not everybody is in control of what they do at the, all the time. So they can make uh, mistakes, but we need to like understand that why they make it and sometimes you just need to let it go. I remember Shangyi sharing this as well as all the other incredible women who have shared their forgiveness stories. I thought that a lot of us will share our struggles forgiving others about the things that they have done or the things that we perceive have been done wrong towards us. But truly, the person that was hardest to forgive is actually ourselves. A lot of what we discussed during that meeting was the idea that forgiving yourself is also about letting go. Letting go of some of the doors that have been closed before you and realizing that maybe that's not such a bad thing. That if a door closes on you, another better one opens. And here my talks about how some of those doors are maybe 
just not meant for us. And that's totally okay. So my reflection for 2020 is that we shouldn't be scared if we don't do things in the right order or at the right time, or if you don't do some things at all. Like relationships, family, academics, career, whatever it is, whatever is our golden egg that we're chasing but we're not getting. I've learned that if the door doesn't open, then maybe it's not your door. If the door opens then closes, it's not your door. If you have to beg to be let into the door, it's not your door. And if you have to question if it's your door, it's probably also not your door. So my door opened when it was the right time for me to open that door. I learned that I shouldn't attach myself to an accomplishment, a person, a place, a company, an organization, or a project. Attach yourself to a purpose or a calling, what makes you feel fulfilled. That's how you keep your inner peace. And that's how you stop others from taking your power away from you. And that's how you can look in the mirror and be proud of who you are. On the theme of finding your calling and purpose in life, Fiza also gave some great advice about what we can do to help us achieve what we want. Always have a female idol to look up to. For instance, I recently turned 30 and still being single. And I was constantly questioned because being in the Asian uh, surrounding and culture, I was always questioned as to why I haven't settled down yet. And normally I used to keep quiet. But now I always tell them, look at the female leaders around us, like Dr. Amelie Nabakri, Meghan Markle, Amal Clooney, Melinda Gates, and also Jacinda Ardern. These are some of the female leaders who, who actually got married after 30, and they are still thriving in their career. Don't be scared to take that first step. Do what you want to do. Evaluate the pros and cons, assess the risk, and always take a chance when you are offered for a particular role or when you want, want to venture into something. You don't always know where it might lead you unless you actually do it. In that same speech, Fiza also shared how networking is really important in order to build communities. Here is Sasha again talking about community as well as some of her top tips to achieve success. We rise by lifting others. A quote I've always agreed with. I must admit that we are in a highly competitive environment and at this point, it's actually a case of striving to be the best in order to secure ourselves. Sadly though, we end up feeling frustrated and burning ourselves out. As women, it's not taboo to say that we do get left behind in some opportunities due to mindset and attitudes, both by ourselves and by the society we belong in. The good news is, the trends are changing. Let me share what I've learned. Number one, seeing and experiencing success is so wonderful that you yourself will realize that what we read about and see is actually possible. Number two, I realized that to achieve success, we will fall and we will fail. This is the part that others don't see, but we must not and we cannot give up. Number three, a good support system really does make the journey easier. Find people who will help you, and you can help in the personal quest to growth. Number four, success must not change us in attitude. The test is when we have nothing and when we have everything. And number five, I believe that no one is irreplaceable. 
And we must accept defeat and allow others to shine as well. We rise by lifting others. That makes success sweeter and more valuable. I love that so much. We do rise by lifting others. So in the spirit of helping other women and girls with their goals, we ask our members what their hopes were for Malaysian women as well as what their advice were to those who are listening. And this is what we got. My hope for Malaysian women in the future is that they will be able to break stereotypes which have been set for us by society. My advice for anyone who is having a hard time breaking stereotypes in school is that just ask the teacher very calmly, why can't I do it instead of him? By doing that, the teacher will somehow think of a logical answer but won't be able to find one forcing the teacher to give up his or her gender biases. That was Kuljit's great advice in combating her teacher's preference towards boys when it comes to leadership positions. So always be sure to speak out when you are unhappy about any given circumstance. In our recent meeting about body image, a lot of our members actually had some horrible scenarios where a teacher had gone out of line by saying something or doing something that made them feel very small. And one of their biggest regrets was actually not doing something about it. So if you see anyone perpetuating these terrible discriminatory remarks or sentiments, be sure to speak up. And here is Alison's hopes. My hopes for Malaysian women in the future is to be free of all expectations and to be able to find their own path without the fear of being judged by society. Other females that are having a hard time right now, hang in there. You will eventually get through it. And if you ever need a supportive community or someone to talk to, just join us in one of our Women With Words meeting or reach out to their personal message if you feel a little shy. Stay safe and stay strong. Alison's right. Women with words is always open <laughs> if you ever need a safe space for you to express yourselves and talk to like-minded people. I'm always so, so blown away by how amazing and brave our members are when sharing their personal experiences. And don't worry, only the speech portions are recorded. And even then, we always seek consent before we post it on our socials. But discussions after are completely private and confidential and are not recorded at all. So to end this special... We'll do it on a positive note with Pratiba telling us about how happy she is that so many women are not just surviving, but thriving despite the difficult times. These days we can see that a lot of women out there who are starting businesses, becoming CEOs, entrepreneurs, and really proving that women can really do it all. A lot of role models out there that truly inspire young women, including myself. I hope that in the future there are more of us climbing up the corporate ladder or like more of us speaking out to a younger generation so that there's role models out there to show that actually a lot of things are quite possible and um, that's what I hope for the women in Malaysia. All right, and that's all from us today. If you'd like to join our meetings, do check out our socials at seek to speak to register for our next meeting. We have meetings once every two weeks on topics and teams chosen by you. And these meetings are conducted through Zoom and is totally free to join. And every meeting will also be guested by a special speaker that we invite in order to give more value to our meetings. To end this special and in conjunction with the team of International Women's Day this year, I will 
would like to ask all of you what you choose to challenge. A challenge world is an alert world. Individually, we are all responsible for our own thoughts and actions all day, every day. We can all choose to challenge and call out gender bias and inequality. We can choose to seek out and celebrate women's achievements in the process. And collectively, we can all help create an inclusive world. So for me, I choose to challenge the perception that women are less than, less able, less brave, less confident. From all that I have seen and experienced with the women around me, nothing is so far from the truth. The best bravest and kindest people I know are women. And if you agree with me, which I'm sure you do, please join us for Seek to Speak special IG session that is happening on Monday on the 8th of March at 8pm. This is when we will celebrate the women in our lives or our role models that we have seen from afar that have positively impacted us. So be sure to join us, okay, at Seek to Speak on Instagram. And if you miss it, the video is probably out already. So please go watch it anyways and be sure to comment what you choose to challenge we can't wait to hear it thank you all for listening to women with words a podcast special in order to celebrate international women's day bye